Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic day today. And the more we're starting to see now this awakenings, what we're starting to see now, and this is what's going to turn interesting. Understand that this this turning point right now, this fourth turning, we're essentially seeing is very. Very telling, as we've seen now more and more issues with Southwest Airlines, as the mainstream media and the CEO tries to continue to put damage control out there, saying, I guess, apparently the weather down here in Florida is too egregious for Southwest Airlines to land. And I'm looking outside right now, and it's clear blue skies and a light sea breeze and about 74 degrees. So, yeah, I guess this is rough weather to fly in. (laughs) And as we're starting to see now more and more nurses, doctors, truck drivers, teachers, farmers, military. I mean, people are finally standing up and saying, no, medical freedom is mandatory. You have no right. And once this starts happening, once people stop complying, the narrative is going to get very, very, very aggressive from the left, as it has already gotten. And what we're seeing now is here, Seattle, which is already a very liberal city. They're now saying that Seattle PD may lose 40% of its officers of the COVID-19 mandate. They said basically the October 18th deadline has been put into place now for Seattle PD. And a huge portion of them, over 300 of them, said no. No, that's that. We're, we're good. We're not we're not doing any of this now. We're, we're done. <laughs> we're not playing this game with you anymore. And so they're saying now it's upwards up to almost 400 that may be terminated for not getting the shot. Do you want to start seeing pockets of cities going to complete and total disarray and civil war? You start allowing 40 to 50 to 60 percent of the law enforcement to walk off. You already see now in L.A. Remember, if it's under a thousand dollar burglary theft, law enforcement doesn't even dispatch. They didn't dispatch. They don't go out. They're so overtaxed, and basically there's just so many people that are committing all these crimes and burglaries and robberies. They said in New York now, one of the things in New York that's been going on is basically armed robbery of jewelry. I saw an article on it the other day, and they were saying now a lot of these rich individuals that are still in New York, a lot of these jewelry guys, I mean, they have the Diamond District and stuff over there. There's another one the other day. One of the guys in the Diamond District was in a restaurant, and – Two guys walked up to him, pulled a pistol out of their pants, stuck in his face. He had a, basically a uh, piguette with the AP watches on, like an $80,000 watch on. Straight took it off his wrist, said, okay, walked out the door. And he called the cops, and they were like, okay, well, what's the suspects look like? Oh, well, they were, they were tall, and they were black, and they had masks on. Okay, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll put that in the notes here. We'll, we'll let you know if we find anything. Of course not find anything, because remember, huge portion of the New York Police Department also walked off, and they started doing that last year when all the nonsense was going on with the BLM, and they were basically told they couldn't do anything, and then they were told they were getting defunded, and their pay was getting dropped, and that they couldn't arrest anybody for doing anything. What you're seeing now is a intentional, complex collapse of the United States infrastructure. I was just going around the lake a minute, you know, a little bit ago, on the way to work, 559, goes around Lake Ariana. In Auburndale. And yesterday, I'm going around the lake, and I get stopped by one of the little, you know, the flaggers with the stop sign, the slow sign, because they were chopping up apparently some concrete. And I was going around a corner. All of us were backed up. And I was sitting there. I was sitting there for like three, four minutes. And all of a sudden, we start going. And I look to my left, 
all the machines are sitting there, sitting there, and there's about nine construction guys. All of but one are sitting in the grass playing on their phones. Oh, yeah, in the morning. Wow, we're stopped from all of us going back and forth to work completely and totally messing up the time, 10, 20 cars deep. They're sitting there. Just now, on the way over here, on the other side of the lake, I decided to go, okay, I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm not going to deal with these morons that don't know how to basically actually work, and they just want to put a stop sign out. Go around the other way. Stopped again. This time I'm stopped for 10 minutes. 10 minutes. I took a video of this time. I'm, they start us going again. Finally, 10 minutes we finally start going. Every single machine is not even running. Everybody is standing in the shade, talking on their phones, talking to one another. This is like 9.20, 9.30 in the morning. I was running late this morning. So why are we having flaggers and stop signs out when no equipment's running and no construction workers are working? Well, it's the level of inefficiency and it's the level of the workforce is continually collapsing and degrading. A lot of people don't have pride anymore in their work. This is a sad part. and This is a huge portion with what happens in the collapse and demise of a country. When people are no longer proud of who they are, they're no longer proud of where they live. They're no longer proud of the country they're in. They're no longer proud of what they do. They are simply mindless peasants that do jobs and have absolutely no concern about anything going on. They just stick their head in the sand, and as long as they get their paycheck and a case of beer at the end of the week, they could care less about anything. And that's where we're starting to see a lot of this stuff roll into. And on top of that now, we've allowed pretty much the federal government to take our money, the taxpayer money, and we've continued to fund the welfare state and continue to make people in the victimhood status, exactly what we talked about yesterday. If you guys didn't listen to the show yesterday, I highly suggest you listen to it, to where it's not my fault this is going on. I just need a check from the government. It's not my fault I don't pay my bills. The government isn't giving me enough money. It's not my fault I can't work. It's because I'm scared of COVID because people won't wear a mask. That is all what they're trying to promote and push, and then they're trying to take it on top of that and promote it in the school systems now and then promote this transgender sadistic ideology. I just saw an article earlier, horrible, horrible article that basically was over in Virginia at the Loudoun County, Virginia police, or, uh, the public school board. They had a meeting where a 15-year-old girl was sodomized by a 18-year-old, 17- or 18-year-old male who claimed he was a transgender running around school in girls' clothes and caught this 15-year-old girl in the bathroom and raped her. I mean, is this what we're supposed to think is the new normal now in the school system? And the sad part about it is the dad went to the uh, basically the the multiple meetings and the hearings with this was the school board, and they just charged him with disorderly conduct and obstruction of justice and resisting arrest because he basically came unglued at the school board meeting. Rightfully so. This is what they're doing. This is why it's so important. If you've got school boards that are out of control, they all need to be sued. And I don't mean the school board. They need to be all tied up individually in lawsuits as well. This communist Marxist ideology that they're trying to promote to the young children cannot be tolerated under any circumstances. And if worst case scenario, if the school board continues to fail and they continue to not listen to all the people that are paying their salary via taxpayer money, Pull the kids out and go to a different school or put them in a homeschool co-op or look at different options. But no more can we continue to sit back and pretend that our children are not being fully indoctrinated by these complete and total perverts, most of which are on these school board systems and these super liberal systems, Dad. What do you think? Well, 
the biggest question I have, and, and I and I believe the girl's story that this transgender raped her. I got that, but he 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 he. he There's all kinds of things that happened during that rape. It wasn't a 20 second deal. It went on for a bit. And the thing I don't understand, and I guess I never will understand, is why there weren't other kids in these bathrooms and why other people didn't hear her screaming and why other people weren't involved, why other people didn't come running to her defense. Now, I believe what she said happened. I'm not discounting her, and I'm not going to make the person who was victimized basically the person that we're going to look at here. But the reality is, is that this is what we knew was going to happen when gay Obama with his transgender it for a wife, according to Joan Rivers, before she was killed, or should I say, wrongful death suit was ensued after she was, she mysteriously died during surgery immediately, almost a few days, a few weeks, a few months after she said this. It's just unbelievable to me. And again, I, and I don't know why. I, I don't know why this is why this why this is happening. We are the only show. I mean, the only show that I have found that have talked about the transgender agenda being from the Kabbalah and from the Zohar. And from these weirdos that basically are worshiping these demons from days gone by. And uh, for some reason, nobody else wants to pick that up. And I don't know why. Otherwise, we think we've gone mad in this country. I mean, mad. Absolutely not mad as in angry, but mad as insane for that we've allowed this to happen. But these people control the boards. I mean, I was sitting there, you know, at our school board raising cane. And I'm sure now if the FBI was there and they had heard me say what I said about cultural Marxism and, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, and all this anti-white theory that's going on, that I would have been probably handcuffed and hauled off for, you know, disorderly conduct, too. But the problem is this. The vast majority of the people refuse to pay attention to what's going on. They just don't want to listen to it. I don't want to hear it. It's negative. Right. Well, what do you want me to say to you? It's negative. It's, I can't. I can't make it any better than it is. It's awful. It's actually horrible. But we can pretend like it's not happening. See, people would rather do the old "let's stick the head down in the sand" trick. Now, also, you need to listen to yesterday's show. Yesterday, we talked about: is there a possibility of a brain-controlling parasite being put into the vaccines? A living brain-controlling parasite, a living entity being put into the vaccine. Yesterday, I heard another show by Dr. Kerry Maji, who'll be back on her show again next month. And she said when she was looking at this, quote unquote, hydra spider like creature that was underneath the, the microscope and had gotten out from underneath the cover slide. See what happens when you have a microscope, you have to put a cover slide on top of what you're looking at because you don't want your lens to go down the side of the liquid and mess up the lens. That's why you do that. You put a cover slide on top of the, the sample. And this Hydra thing had gotten out from underneath the cover slide, and it basically when she started looking at it, now listen to me, this is going to get weird. This is going to go back to the old Outer Limits Twilight Zone here right now, X-Files. This Hydra stood up on the slide, and when she looked at it, it raised one of its tentacles and pointed at her. Uh, yeah, that's how weird that got. And Carrie will be talking about this next month. So something else is going on. Something really sinister, something else is going on. And we have to understand what's happening here. And now, you know, we're finding out that the Southwest Airlines folks are saying that they're not going to enforce the vaccine mandate any longer. But then suddenly Reuters issues another statement that they're going to comply with the mandate, though the CEO said he wasn't going to comply with the mandate. Now, remember, Reuters and AP Wire are both controlled and owned by the Rothschild banking cartel. So now we've got a power struggle on because the CEO of Southeastern knows, Southwest Airlines knows that if he doesn't 
you know, allow these pilots to fly without being vaccinated, that they're going to walk off the job like they did this weekend. And as Gosta said, the weather here has been perfect. Now, we may have had a few storms come through over the weekend, but it wouldn't have grabbed a bunch of planes, not a thousand flights. So I'm an FFA instructor. He works for the FFA. He's a, he's, a, he's a flight examiner. And he told me, he sent me a text yesterday, and he said the story about these guys walking off the job, along with air traffic controllers walking off the job, is true. He said it's true. So there you go. Now I have an inside person who's in the FAA who basically told me it was true. So we have a situation here that what, what are we going to do here? I mean, are, are we just going to watch the country self-implode? Well, I don't know. Then Biden is trying his best to push a civil war. And Tucker Carlson, by reporting on the story, is also trying to push a civil war. And, you know, and so remember, Fox is also owned by the same Kabbalists who own and who control State Street, Vanguard, BlackRock, you know, Sassoon's, Rothschild's. Fox is also owned by the same group. And they're the yin to the yang. You have to have an opposing factor to create energy. If you rub your palms together, you basically get heat. If you just rub one one hand in the air and don't have anything touching it, it doesn't get hot. So they've got to create friction, you know. And Tucker now is giving this monologue for the ages as he talks about how divisive Biden's purge is and what he's saying. Now I'm going to read you what Biden said, according to Tucker. Now to me, I really don't know what to say about this. I mean, it's to the point of you know back in the South, you know, you know when we said certain things back to you know another person another male in junior high school and, or high you know or high school and we basically said these are fighting words in other words if you're trying to provoke a civil war you're going to talk like this now i want everybody to listen very very careful biden noted that to this morbidly obese governor of illinois who was in you know in attendance at this meeting who nodded from behind his mask as all of us was settled science and then joe up joe biden kept going here's what he said the unvaccinated. Now, this is the president of the United States talking about his constituents. The unvaccinated are dangerous. He announced they are diseased, dirty, unpatriotic. They are selfish. They are pathogens in human form. They have caused this deadly virus to spread to our children, to spread throughout society. These unvaccinated have suffered because of their absurdity and their self-inflicted suffering burdens the rest of us. They're, they overcrowd our hospitals like a plague of swarming, gasping insects as they lie there ventilated, dying, reaping the rewards of their own sins. These miscreants leave no room for someone with a heart attack or need of a cancer operation. Because these people get no sympathy because they are barely people, Tucker added. The unvaccinated, Biden told us, die their much-deserved deaths, but even as they die, they burden the rest of this, the rest of us. You know, I, I don't even know what to say about that. I really don't. I mean, it's unbelievable that someone would actually come up and come out and say something like this to this level of just absolutely insulting everybody with them, their fighting words. I mean, this is unbelievable. I mean, how in the world can you say we're like gasping insects dying, you know, gasping? I mean, it's, it's actually unreal that this is actually happening and this is actually uh, you know, something that the American population is allowing to have happen. But think about this for a second. They're doing everything they can to provoke a civil war. They really are. They're doing everything they possibly can to go out and, you know, how should I say, create as much animosity and hatred between the sides to create a civil war because they want their new world order. 
And for Biden to say that we're a bunch of gasping insects laying around on ventilators waiting to die, I don't even know what to say about this. I mean, I, I, I read that this morning and my heart started pounding. And I thought, this guy's, wanting, this guy's trying to get into a fight. Now you think, well, he didn't write that. No, he didn't. He is not mentally acute enough to have written something like that. He's not. He's a complete and total moron who's basically senile, who's reading a teleprompter in a fake White House office or white, fake White House briefing or whatever he's doing. It ain't real. But the point is, this is still coming out as, you know, what he said, because I do believe he said it. But the reality is, is that why in the world? Well, because it's State Street, Vanguard, BlackRock, like we say all the time, controlled by the Kabbalist transgenders who want to create this new world order. You know, it's Jewish man. This is this is this is crazy. This came from Greenwich Time. This article. I, I'm going to stop for one second. You know, they can create a reality for you by reading a headline in a news article, right? And they can make you believe what they're saying in the article. I'm going to read you this as propaganda, and I'm going to tell you what this guy did and how bad this guy is. Well, there's a guy sitting on death row in Texas. Right? He was involved with a gang that went around brutalizing and killing people. And he basically is now being, how should I say, retried because the Jewish man, this is the quote, a Jewish man was sentenced to death by an anti-Semitic judge. The court finds now he could get a second chance. Wait a minute. For much of his life, Randy Halperin struggled with his Jewish identity throughout childhood. The 44-year-old death row inmate strove to please his Jewish father and prove he was worthy of becoming a bar mitzvah. The Jewish rite of passage. Now, this is, it starts off like this. Pure propaganda. But as he stood trial on capital murder charges for Dallas County District Judge Vickers Vic Cunningham in 2003, his religion became the very reason he now faces execution, a Texas judge has determined. Wait a minute. The guy's been convicted of murder, but because he's a Jew, he's no longer guilty. On Monday, Judge Leo Lawrence Mays found that Cunningham's unmistakable bias against Jewish people was too much to ignore and ultimately cost Halbert his right to a fair trial. Mays recommended Halbert be granted a new trial. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, what, what, what the heck is this guy? Who in the world is this? And why is him being a Jew basically even a, an issue here? Well, he was part of the Texas Sevens. They were a group of prisoners who escaped from the John B. Connolly unit near Kennedy, Texas, on December the 13th, 2000. Six of the seven were apprehended over a month later, between January 21 to 23, 2001. As a deck result, results of the television show America's Most Wanted, one of them committed suicide before he could be arrested, and the other six surviving members were all convicted and sentenced to death for the murder of Irving, Texas police officer Aubrey Wright Hawkins, who was shot and killed when responding to a robbery perpetrated by the Texas Seven. Four of the six sentences have been since executed. Now, Halpern, born September the 13th, 1977, is on a death row waiting execution until now. Halpern was originally convicted for child abuse after breaking, listen to this, a 16-month-old arms and legs, fracturing his skull and beating his face until one eye filled with blood. Now, I'm going to repeat that for you about this guy they're trying to give a new trial for. He basically beat a 16-month-old child, broke his arms and legs, he fractured his skull, and he beat his face until one eye filled with blood. And then he was involved in the, with, the, with the murder of this police officer. But because he's a Jew, he's going to get a new trial because the judge was anti-Semitic. I mean, this is unbelievable. I, I, I don't even know what to say about this. If, if he was a Russian, he would be getting a new trial. If he was a German, he would be getting a new trial. 
You know, a lot of people don't like Russians. A lot of people really don't like Germans because of World War One and World War Two still to this day. But he would be getting a new trial. You know, he would be getting a new trial if he was, you know, Chinese. A lot of people don't like the Chinese. But because he's Jewish and everybody's trying to forget what he did, this judge now has granted him a new trial and basically given him a stay of his execution because the judge who sentenced him for this heinous death of this police officer being involved in it uh, was an anti-Semite. Guys, I don't even know what to say about this. I mean, the United States has gotten to the point now where our judges and our judiciary are so absolutely compromised. It absolutely amazes me that this situation is happening in the United States, and it never, ever seems to get any better because, again, the past pastors on the pulpit won't talk out about it. This is direct results of Zionism. I'm telling you that right now. This is a direct result of Zionism in the Schofield Bible. This man was he was unlawfully you know, sentenced to death because he's a Jew. No, he wasn't unlawfully sentenced to death because he was a Jew. He was involved in the murder of a police officer. You know, and the thing about this whole thing about the vaccine propaganda, all this other stuff that's going on, you know, think about this for a second. I mean, you think about all the people that are basically being forced to take a kill shot that are making them infertile. You think about all of these people out there that are basically doing everything they possibly can, trying their best to stand against this tyranny. Look at the Wyoming teenager who was arrested for refusing to wear a mask on school grounds, the family says. Unbelievable. You know, and this girl who's been raped in the doggone bathrooms now by a transgender. Here's another one. You know, this is this is it never ends. You know, we basically have seen a woman now who basically complained about the sexual orientation being taught to her children. And she was arrested. She was charged. I mean, they, they're offering this is the most insane stuff that's going on. And it never, ever ends because these people are trying to come out and say things to these uh, these basically communist school boards and but it's not going to change you know here's here it is here's the article right here teaching kids about race and gender you're stealing their innocence the american mom has been sued not arrested i made a mistake on that for asking a school why it teaches critical race theory four months ago rhode island mom nicole solis who's 38 years old Asked the principal for a child's kindergarten whether the kids would be learning about critical race theory in kindergarten. She goes, not all parents are happy about this being taught. While some being concerned, it focuses on skin color rather than individual merit, and thereby creates a very institutional racism its teaching is supposed to eradicate. Soul's concerns went deeper. She also asked the principal whether the children were going to learn about gender theory. Gender theory. As it turns out, they would be. She told, you know, you know, Russia Today. They said that they don't call kids boys and girls and they don't use gender terminology. And the first Thanksgiving, they asked kids what they could have done differently. When Sol was pressed for more details, she was told, Smith, listen to this. This is, this is how she got herself caught in this knot. When Solis was pressed for more detail, you don't ever submit stuff and sign stuff. She was told to submit public record requests. She believed this is all part of the bureaucratic process. But things changed when she filed her paperwork. My school didn't threaten to sue me as they thought I'd submitted too many requests. They bullied and harassed me in a public meeting. They treated me like I was having a show trial and ultimately decided not to sue me, she explained. But then a month later or so, the National Education Association, which is total communist, lesbian weirdos, which is the largest teachers union in America, did sue me. They're suing me to prevent the disclosure of public information that would come out of my public records request as they are claiming teachers are going to be harassed if we know that they're teaching critical race theory. You can't even make this stuff up. 
They want to intimidate her in this silence. They don't want her to go out and talk about what's happening, about how they're teaching how white people are bad. That's what this is, that white people are awful. White people shouldn't own property. White people should be destroyed. Why? Because white people believe in Jesus. That's the bottom line here that nobody else wants to talk about on any other talk shows. Because white people are primarily Protestant or Catholic and they're Christian or, or they're, they're, they, they serve the Most High God. People don't get this. You know, and the churches aren't getting it. Hey, pastor, wake up. What is wrong with you? Pastors going out of the pulpit and promoting getting vaccinated. Pastors going out and saying this same pastor we talked about yesterday went out and promoted Black Lives Matter. Are you kidding me from the pulpit? What is wrong with you people? I mean, what are you reading or what are you not reading? I guess I should ask better. I mean, what the heck? And this is why we are where we are. If the people in the United States do not hold their pastor's feet to the fire, say, why are you not talking about this? And why am I giving your church money if you're not just addressing any of this stuff? This, the whole country is going to H-E double sticks in a handbasket, and we're trying to figure out why the pastors won't wake up. Pastor, how bad does it have to get? Now, I will say this to all of you guys, and this is really important, too, because you guys are my family. you got to go out. And tell people the truth. Hiding in the bushes now, pretending like this ain't happening, isn't something our listeners do anyhow. But you got to tell your friends. When they listen to the Ted Dawson Brower show, they've got to forward it to everybody on their list, everybody on their Twitter list, everybody on their Facebook list, everybody on their database list, everybody on all of their emails. They all need to get this. They need to get the show. Yeah, send them yesterday's show if you want to wake them up. But they've got to get this. That's why we send you a link to the show now every single day if you're on the Health Masters database. You know, email list. It comes totally free. There's no cost on this. It's not a subscription service. It's totally free. And you get it right in your inbox every single day. You can click on the link. Heck, you could, you can, if you're using Apple, you could just, you know, just cut and paste it or just click on it and highlight it and send it to your whole database. We gotta start talking about this stuff, guys. This is, this is absolutely critical. We got living things being injected into us. We've got pastors who refuse to talk about any of this. We've got Southwest Airlines trying their best with their pilots to stop all this. See, guys, let me stop for one thing about pilots. See, uh, being a pilot is a very specific, very complex skill set. It really is. It's a very complex skill set. I mean, you know, a lot of these planes, once you get them in the air, they pretty much fly themselves. You program the computer in them, and they take you up. They take you where you want to go, and then they start to descent into the landing airport, but they don't land themselves. You got three or four hundred people on board an airplane, and that plane's got to have a pilot to get that thing touched down right and get that thing stopped and get everybody safely to the gate. This is really important. It takes years, years to become a commercial professional airline pilot with enough hours. They won't even take a flight instructor until they've got over a thousand hours of flight time into their training programs for the big airlines. They won't even take them in. They don't want to talk to them. You got to have a thousand hours of flight time. That's hundreds of thousands of dollars if you're not a CFI, just an airplane operational cost in order to get a license. And they thought they were just going to go ahead and start replacing airline pilots and forcing them to get vaccinated. Well, they had a, they had a reality check this past weekend. The guy said, no, how about no? How about no? And how about you can't find enough people to replace us? How about we just walk off the job? Good luck with all that. So now the CEO is crawfishing and saying he's not going to enforce the VAX mandates. But Reuters comes out and says that Southwest will enforce the VAX mandates. Why? Rothschilds, Sassoon's, the major investment houses, they own Southwest. They control the board. If he doesn't do what he's supposed to do, they'll probably replace him. But in the meantime, they're going to do damage control. 
It's really important, guys. By the way, William Shatner is going out to space today, supposedly about 60 miles up. That's really not space. It's kind of the edge of space. It's like an 11-minute flight. And I asked Mancow, who's friends with William Shatner, and then some of you guys, I'm not going to go into detail with this. I asked Man because you guys are always asking me these questions. So I asked Mancow to ask Shatner before he goes up into space when he's at 60 miles. I asked him if he could see the curvature of the Earth. Now, he's out there laughing now because you know why I asked that. And, and, you know, it's interesting, too, because years ago I wanted to take go up in a MiG, a Russian MiG jet. Never got a chance to do that. It was kind of pricey, so I didn't do it. And uh, go up to 60,000 feet where they said you could see the curvature of the Earth and you could see black above and blue below. You know, so all of these things that we talked about and all of these things that we get told all of the time, how much of it's the truth and how much of it's a lie? How much is the truth and how much is a lie? What in the world have we gotten ourselves into? And are human beings finally getting to the point where we're waking up and we're starting to realize that just maybe I don't want you to put a parasite into me via an injection? Yeah, how about that? And the other thing, too, with these hydras, the spider-looking thing, let's call, let's call it a hydra. I just call it a hydra bulgaris. You can take this thing and throw it in a blender and chop it up in little pieces, and it grows back in a bunch of different ones, a bunch of new ones. So the thing they say this thing's like eternal, like it doesn't die, that it rebuds itself and starts over again. All right, that's some weird stuff, isn't it? Do you really want that kind of thing and some type of spider-looking thing? Do you really want that injected into your bloodstream? Yeah, but nobody's talking about that, are they? Except for Dr. Carey and a whole bunch of these frontline physicians that are getting into this now. And why won't anyone else talk about what's really going on? you got to look at this whole thing about going back to the old world order. That's what's really going on, guys. <laughs> and they want their old world order back. Austin, what do you think, bud? What's your next story? Well, and that's exactly what I said yesterday with the straight, pure propaganda that CNN put out when it was talking about the food shortages before times. That's what happened in the before times. They capitalized B and T in it. Only thing in the entire tweet capitalized before times. They did that specifically. Again, they want to try to make everybody believe the old way of life that you knew, the old America, the old things you used to do are no longer existent. This is the new times. The before times are gone and over with, and that's what they're trying to promote. In reality is that's a complete and total lie. It doesn't have to be. The America that was built, the America that we've grown up in, the freedoms that we've known, they're not before times. They're still currently here. It just depends if we want to keep them or not. That's what it comes down to. And these airline pilots and all these different industries that are walking out, I give these guys a standing applause. Standing applause. We're going to see this have to absolutely be pushed to the hill. There is no compliance. We are too far in the throttle now. You can't back out. You cannot back out right now. And the, the, the reference that I use that, I used to race motocross. I raced motocross for 10 years. Unbelievably wild sport. One of the biggest adrenaline rushes you'll ever experience in your life as far as motocross racing. Right on the verge of just, just violent racing all the time. Brutal on the body. <laughs> Wouldn't be something I'd recommend, but it does teach you about all types of racing tactics. And the reason I say that comment is a comment we told you. You're too far in the throttle now. You can't back out. If you're coming up to say a, a 40 or 50 foot double. Now you got one, one ramp, dirt ramp. You got 50 feet away from you. You got the landing ramp. Well, once you get to a certain point, you are committed. 
You can't come out of the throttle. You can't hit the brakes. You're already about to launch off this ramp. And if you come out of the throttle, what happens is your momentum and your inertia all go forward on the bike. So as soon as you come off the ramp and you basically take off like a rocket ship, your front end immediately drops down and you nosedive rapidly. And what happens is you go into what's called an endo, end over end. That can be unbelievably dangerous, even deadly, because now you're 20, 30 feet up in the air. Your front tire is facing the ground, and the only option you have is to bail off the bike, or else you're going to basically go head first into the other side of the landing ramp, the wrong side of the landing ramp. When you're in the throttle that deep, you're in the throttle. You just own it. That's it. Okay. That's it. I'm, I'm on it. We're in that period now. We're too far in the throttle. We can't back out anymore. If we back out, we will absolutely lose all the momentum we have, and there will be nothing left to push for or fight for anymore. The United States will dissolve unbelievably quick. There will be nothing left. So it's so important that everybody keeps pushing forward. This do not comply hashtag that has been rounding its way around Twitter. I mean, it's blowing up on social media. Do not comply, do not comply, do not comply. It's huge. And I've encouraged people, if you're on social media, repost the stuff people are posting with some of these these tweets or whatever instant messenger or you know whatever posts that are going on and put that hashtag out there. The reason why, it throws the algorithm out. It keeps showing everybody that, hey, dude, there's still a huge portion of the population now that is not going to comply. They are not going to listen to this, and they are not going to do what they're told to do when it comes to unjust, illegal mandates that have no constitutional basis. Now we're seeing right now, just as yesterday, a federal judge in Texas issued a temporary restraining order against United Airlines. Excuse me, that was this morning. Issued a TRO, a temporary restraining order, blocking United Airlines from imposing a vaccine mandate against any of its employees and what is now listed as a nationwide class action lawsuit according to the judicial order which could be the first of its kind in the country against the vaccine mandate united airlines is federally prohibited from placing employees with religious and medical exemptions on any unpaid leave while litigation continues the judge also prohibited the airline from denying any employee request for religious or medical exemptions did you hear what I just said? I've been yelling about this for months. Get a religious exemption. Everybody keeps emailing me. What do I do? What do I do? Religious exemption, religious exemption, religious exemption. I can't say it over and over and over again if I could. Get an RE, a religious exemption. This federal judge just ordered TRO and said you cannot put anybody on unpaid leave that has a religious or medical exemption, and you cannot deny anybody from getting a religious or medical exemption. This has been and will be one of the most effective tools in fighting this absolute horrific debauchery that they're trying to push and force on everybody. The religious exemption is one of the most effective tools we've ever had in this country in maintaining medical freedom. Listen to me, my friends. This is getting more and more aggressive. Te I told you, Texas Abbott, or te Texas Abbott, Governor Abbott, Texas Governor, he issued that basically EO yesterday. This is going to start getting really intense with a lot of these, what they're calling now, as I said last week, free states like Florida and Texas. We're basically turning into the free country. And this is, sadly enough, this is the beginning phase of every civil war. 
You understand where this goes from here. Please understand where it goes from here. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to get very, very aggressive. It's not going to slow down right now. But the only option we have right now is to fight and push back. The medical exemptions and the religious exemptions are so effective and so important, especially in free states right now, because nobody has the right to say, well, that's you don't believe that in your religion. You don't you don't believe that you, you can't. You, no, we're not going to listen to you. Absolutely. Yes, you have to. We're talking about civil rights all the way back from the 60s. Now, this is old school law that has significant precedent. This isn't something they can just gloss over because they want to have OSHA go in and say there's a new threat to basically health or any workers. And we basically are mandating it now because we found a new threat. Here's the stupid thing about that. And this I was talking this in a group chat yesterday with Dan and Michael Barrett. And the OSHA says, you know, basically they can publish the emergency temporary standard in the Federal Registry, and it has to determine that workers are in grave danger due to exposure to toxic substances or agents determined to be toxic and physically harmful or to new hazards that an emergency standard is needed to protect them. Well, here's the million-dollar question that I brought up. Absolutely nothing that they have in this precedent goes into allowing and demanding that an RNA experimental injection falls into this category. The determination and the description of what OSHA has in their guidelines is talking about something like you have a significant amount of asbestos exposure in a certain industry. You have certain businesses that basically are having a huge chemical hazard, and they go in and they put in an ETS. That's what this goes into. Saying that any business across the board blanket that has 100 employees or more has to have a mandatory injection with no specific industries and no specific job descriptions in place for that mandate absolutely does not fall under any guidelines with OSHA. It would be like saying everybody that works for Tico, the electric company here, that's a lineman, that's in a bucket truck all day working on electrical power lines. It's an unbelievably dangerous job, but it's a very, very important job. They get paid very, very well for what they do. Those guys need to have the vaccine mandate because there's 100 employees or more in Tico. You go, well, what's the significant COVID threat to linemen that are in a bucket truck by themselves working with power lines? I mean, if COVID's your biggest fear while you're in a bucket truck working on transformers, you've got to reevaluate your life, just being honest with you. And But they're saying they're in the same category as somebody that works at Walmart as a checkout employee, dealing with people all day long, face-to-face, checking out products. No, no, that, that you can't even determine those two are even remotely related with the same type of new threat that OSHA is determining. So this is what I've been saying from the very beginning. This entire thing has been a smokescreen fake mandate to try to get as many people and as many businesses to fall in line with this. And that is why it is so important you immediately get a medical exemption or religious exemption. You file it if you haven't done so. I've told people for months they need to get it. I've talked to my friends now that I know Lowe's and stuff. They've already filed them. With basically just uh, the manager said, listen, here's my statement. That doesn't have to be defense. You don't have to have a form. 
all you got to do is write out basically to whom it may concern, get a template offline, write in your medical exemption or your religious exemption, say, dude, I have a religious exemption, basically a strongly held religious belief that's opposed to RNA gene therapy injections from the COVID-19 RNA vaccine. And basically because of my religious beliefs, I can no longer be injected with the shot or I can no, I cannot be injected with the shot, however you want to word it. It doesn't have to be fancy. Print it off. Email it, put it in a memo, send it everywhere you want, make sure it gets delivered and say, hey, dude, this is my religious exemption. I'm not going to follow the lines with this because it violates my religious freedom. Once you put that in place, as I said months ago, it's like throwing a giant crescent wrench in a gear. Everything gets jammed up because now all of a sudden you're not just the mindless peasant that they can say, get your shot, peasant, or we're going to fire you. Get your shot, peasant. No, now they have a giant wrench in the cog, and they go, okay, what do we do now? What are we going to do with all this? What are we going to do with all these religious exemptions in our company? So, again, I encourage you because, listen, they're not going to stop with this. Bobblehead Fauci, I just saw an article yesterday from Daily Mail. He's coming out now and saying that vaccinated Americans still need to wear masks outdoors this winter. What? (laughs) Yeah, if you're vaccinated – you still need to wear a mask outdoors at all times because that, that makes total sense. That's, that's a really good idea. Make sure you get that mask real good and warmed up with all your breath that's going on and make sure it collects all the bacteria from touching it all day and make sure you wear it at all times and breathe through it all day long while it's really, really cold outside so you can massively increase your chances of bacterial pneumonia. I mean, spike them through the roof. That seems like a fantastic idea, bobblehead Fauci. No. The reason why he's telling everybody that is they want to increase the rate of upper respiratory infections and pneumonia this winter so they can continue to push the next phase of the booster shot, the next phase of the Pfizer injection, and say, listen, we're having another variant, another variant. We don't know what it is, but it's a variant. It's getting everybody. Yes, that's exactly where they're going to take this. This isn't going to stop, my friends, until we make it stop. So continue to get the truth out there. I had a customer randomly call me yesterday, basically asking me about basically, you know, what to do with her and her husband as far as with COVID. I said, well, I'm telling you this is what I personally did, supplement dose, continuing to take the vitamin C and continuing to take the D3. And if you need to, if you basically are having a fever, throw in some ibuprofen to get it under control. I said, is it having any upper respiratory problems? No, respiratory has been good. Everything I said, okay. If, if the respiratory system's good with this virus, then you're on the back side of it. You're, you're good. You're, you're progressing forward. That's the biggest thing to watch for are the lungs. That's why the NAC, the N-acetylcysteine, is so important because it basically decongests the lungs, acts as an expectorant. It's a very natural, very effective one. That's why the FDA has been trying to ban it. That's why the FDA doesn't want anybody talking about vitamin C. That's why if you say anything on YouTube about natural supplements, they immediately say it violates the guidelines and they shut your video down immediately on YouTube now because they don't want anybody speaking the truth. This is textbook communism run amok. This is what you do in a communist society. You shut down dissonance, you control the narrative, and nobody can talk about what they're not allowed to talk about, or they're basically thrown to the gulag, or the the Facebook jail, so to speak, or the YouTube jail, whatever you want to pick right now. It's so important we keep getting the truth out there. What do you think, Deb? 
Well, I was thinking, you know, Austin, you're right. If you say the things they don't want you to say, they just joke you. They took us off of Facebook three to not well, we had we had to pull our Facebook thing down for various reasons. But they took us off of YouTube three and a half years ago, and it's just you know, it, you know, it just it just there's enough out there right now for you to take enough evidence to your friends and talk to them about this. I mean, this is just unbelievable. This is happening. And, and that they do, and they're doing everything they can to continue to censor and to cover up the news. They really are because they don't want you talking about all of this stuff. Look at, look at this big thing now with Superman going queer. I mean, I, you know, I'm going to say that again. So in case you don't think I said this with about Superman going queer, you know, we, we don't need to, you know, this, he, he was symbolic of, I guess, a white savior, right? We don't need that. We need to have a gay white savior. I mean, queer savior. I mean, whatever. I mean, this is unbelievable. Not much different from these pastors telling us that, you know, that Jesus and Adam and God are all transgenders. Thought I'd mention that in passing real quick because these guys are a bunch of loons saying stuff like that. But the reality is, is it's all about destroying the fabric of our society. You know, you know, we, I remember we were raised with the amazing adventures of Superman back in the fifties. I mean, it was, you know, and Superman was always the good guy. He was always the great guy. I mean, he was always the cool dude. He was always the guy who was like bulletproof and fireproof. I mean, this is how we were raised as Superman is, but now they're going to take that entire thing and invert it. That's what they always do, isn't it? It's the inversion because they don't want us to believe that, you know, we can have a country that's going to be based on, you know, on freedom and on the, on the rule of law. And it's, it's so important that we understand where they're taking this. And again, for Superman, see, remember, the transgenders believe if you're gay, you're closer to God than you would be if you're a straight person. That's what they, that's what they believe. And they believe that transgenders are the ultimate expression of basically, how should I say, being the right entity before God. That's what they believe. And now they're saying that he's not only, you know, gay, he's bi. So now he's a bi Superman. So now all the young boys, listen to this, you know, I've got, a grandson, Austin's little boy. He's a great kid. I mean, he's always fighting bad guys. He's always in the dream world. He's five years old. I, the kid's absolutely amazing. Brilliant child. And, you know, but what happens if suddenly he's told the Superman is gay? Okay? And Superman's his big hero, which we've not allowed Superman to be his hero at all. But then what's, uh, all of a sudden he's going to start acting out that he's a transgender, that he's gay, that he's bi. And it's not just, you know, a little five-year-old that would do that. A three-year-old, a four-year-old, a five-year-old, a six-year-old would do it if their parents were promoting this gay character, you know, from Marvel or from wherever, wherever Superman's from. I mean, the whole thing is crazy. And see, this is the thing that we have to look at and look at and watch and watch and watch. And, and see, be very careful what you let your children watch. This is a whole programming thing. Remember, these guys have taken a hundred years to get here. A hundred years. It's just almost 100 years since the Frankfurt School, over 110 years since the Federal Reserve Bank. Yeah, they started this thing back in the 1820s as far as bringing Israel back to create a third temple, you know, 200 years ago. This is a long-term, multi-generational, you know, century-long thing that they're doing to destroy Christianity. That's what this is all about because they don't like this new world order that Jesus brought us when he delivered us from the evil one. They don't like that. They don't like it at all. In fact, Paul Craig Roberts came out with a really good article, and it's called The Deraciation of White Ethnicities. I'm going to read you part of it. The erasure of Western culture is occurring in front of our eyes, destroying it. We sit dumbfounded watching this white ethnicities erasing themselves because the white people are doing it to themselves because the pastors won't stop it. Just thought I'd mention that. Western cultural culture won us the victories of the rule of law, which means government is held accountable to the people. This historic victory, the result of centuries of struggle, has been lost. You know, he goes, when white people have been brainwashed for decades about their racism, 
okay, about the need for diversity and multiculturalism. That is the need for their country to become the Tower of Babel. And many of them have been convinced by propaganda designed to undermine them and to blind them to their danger and to demonize this declining race of white people. White Gentiles in America today are in a far more vulnerable position than Jews were in Nazi Germany. I'm going to repeat that. This is Paul Craig Roberts saying this. White Gentiles, and you can also add white Christians in America today, are in far more vulnerable position than Jews were in Nazi Germany and that no one will erect Holocaust museums for obliterated white people. Repeat that. No one will erect a Holocaust museum for obliterated white people. The educational system serves this deraciation function. Critical race theory, for example, in the New York Times 1619 project, teach black people to hate white people and white people to hate themselves and to be ashamed of their history. History is rewritten and falsified to support the charge of white racism. For example, Robert E. Lee has been turned into a symbol of racial injustice. Even his own state has removed a statue. In Lee's days, Americans regarded themselves more as citizens of their states. I said this yesterday, than as citizens of the United States. For defending, for defending his state against aggression, Lee has been turned into a racist. Lee served as the superintendent of West Point. One of West Point's barracks is named after him. He was highly respected by the U.S. Army and offered command of the Union Army being assembled to invade the South for refusing to pay them northern tariff. We talked about it yesterday with Cotton. Lee, a Virginian who owned no slaves, said he couldn't bring war to his own people. Yet this is found everywhere that Lee basically is a racist, and he resigned his U.S. Army commission in order to fight for slavery. He didn't do that. The South fought because it was invaded. Today, a century and a half later, white governor, with Virginia governor, white Supreme Court have given the green light to remove Lee's statue. Why does it glorify slavery instead of heroism? Why do black minorities' views count more than white minority views in alleged democracy? Why can blacks be offended by a statue, but whites not be offended by the erasure of their history? Why do uninformed black views prevail over facts? Why do white people submit to the rule of fiction? Why do feelings based on historical lie indoctrinated into the heads of the minority blacks take precedence over the feelings of white majorities whose history is being falsified and then erased? You know, and this is what we have to talk about on the show, isn't it? Nobody else wants to discuss this stuff because, oh, you're a racist because you're talking about that. No, I'm not. I'm going to say this again, and I've said it before in the past. If I was from Russia, I would be proud I was a Russian. If I was from China, I'd be proud I was Chinese. Same thing with Japanese. Same thing from, you know, Canada or Australia or anywhere. It doesn't make any difference. You know, you need to be proud of how God made you and who you are. If I was black, I'd be proud I was black. If I was Indian, I'd be proud I was Indian. If I was, it doesn't make any difference. So why in the world have they got the right to destroy white culture and white history? Well, I mentioned it and I discussed this and I answered that on my own question at the beginning of this show. Because the white people are the ones who brought us Jesus through the basically Catholic Church. And they don't. You know, through Calvary. Let me, let me stop. The white people didn't bring us Jesus. The, the white people through the Catholic Church, God Almighty brought us Jesus. The white people, through basically building a church and a foundation based on teachings of Christ and basically exonerating him and, and, and putting him where he belongs as far as realizing he's their savior, basically built a facility and a structure of a church for thousands, for almost 2,000 years that basically got rid of the old world order. Let me make sure I clarify how I say that. 
But now the white people basically are being told that they can't do that anymore because they have to destroy Christianity. And I've talked about it so many times about how the reason that the communist revolution didn't take hold and do what it needed to do in Russia because it was the Russian Orthodox Church. The reason it did so well in China is because they don't have Christianity there in the aggregate. And the reason they're having such a difficult time with the United States was Christianity. That's why they had to dis- disassemble it. That's why they had to take the pastors out of the mix with the Johnson Amendment. That's why they've done all of this stuff. But now I will say this. There are patriotic pastors now that are meeting all over the country and talking about what's going on. And I just hope that they can go ahead and push that to all of the pastors in the pulpit. Because if the pastors in the pulpit do what the, what the, what the Southwest Airlines have done as far as the pilots – they can stop this because they're not going to arrest all the pastors and shut down all the churches. They're not going to do all that. But we have to take a stand, and we've got to get the pastors to wake up. Now, the CEO of Southwest Airlines saying they won't be firing anybody over forced vaccine mandates, I think that's damage control. He doesn't want the airline to shut down. He doesn't want them to continue to do this and shut it down and shut it down and shut it down again and make it an issue. Remember, he's saying that had nothing to do with the short the, the pilotage cancellations and the flight cancellations this weekend. He's not admitting to any of that. Why? Because they don't want you to realize that you're making a difference, my friends, that the pilots are making a difference. They want us to think that we're powerless and we can't do anything. So he had to issue a statement now to stop the pilots from striking, and we'll see what he's going to do. Personally, I don't think he has a choice. But remember, he keeps talking about the <laughs> executive order, the executive order, the executive order when he's being interviewed. You know, newsflash, there is no executive order. It's not legal. Biden can't do it. It's a bluff. Why doesn't he talk about that? Why does he say that Biden's not issued an executive order? Why did he say that? Say that. So something's going on with this whole thing with Southwest Airlines. We'll play this out with you guys on the show in the next few months to find out what they're really going to do and what their real agenda is. Are they going to replace him? Are they going to fire the pilots? Are they going to shut down the airlines? Are they going to cause massive chaos? If they go, if they remember, if they cause too much chaos too fast, what it's going to do, it's going to create unbelievable unrest and a tipping point in the United States. So they're playing a very delicate balancing act right now. I love you guys. I appreciate you, Austin. Finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. You, you nailed that on the head. It, if too much chaos ensues too quickly, you go into full-blown anarchy because what happens is people have nothing left to lose. If people can't fly anywhere and people can't travel anywhere and everything completely collapses, also remember, too, that means goods and services are going to also slow down and collapse. Then everything starts to go into full-blown chaos. I don't think they personally want full-blown chaos. They know how unbelievably invasive hot wars are on the ground. There's a reason why they put 5G towers and all the other control systems in place. They want to play this as more as a more of a technological war on this aspect. I personally think that because remember, like I said, that's it. They come in with the EMP, they come in with a nuke, they come in with a tac nuke, any of this stuff. All the infrastructure ceases to exist. All this 5G towers, this multi-trillion-dollar industry that they've been putting up for the last couple of years. It all ceases to exist. Good luck trying to get all those 5G radio wave towers and all those different transponders up and at them again in a timely fashion. It just won't happen. So there's trying to play it softly here, and that's why we can't play it softly. We have to be aggressive. We have to be vocal, and we have to not only take this stuff to court where we need to, like with this federal judge in Texas, 
Dude, civil disobedience is the easiest, most effective thing, and we just saw that with Southwest Airlines. He also may be trying to do an about-face right now because if everybody's seen Southwest Airlines, their stock had basically been slowly dropping all week. You know, the beginning of uh, – in the last week, they were floating right around $55 a share. Uh, this morning, they broke right down into $50, I think, 80 cents a share. So, I mean, they have already dropped 10% three days (laughs) so yeah they're not having a real good week right now and i think he's trying to cover his butt and try to keep everything he can with southwest airlines but i would continue continue to encourage the pilots walk off if you have to if this is what it comes down to walk off because they can't fire everybody like that they can't replace you guys they can't do it they can't physically do it you guys are a huge huge part of the entire industry of the world and that's the individuals that have to start making the biggest difference same thing with truck drivers truck drivers people don't realize how important truck drivers are you start pushing truck drivers and they stop driving trucks the entire engine stops in this country food stops medical equipment stops everything stops so, again, I encourage you, do what you need to do right now. Thank you again for supporting healthmasters.com, the product of the week. You guys voted, and it won. Looks like the Super Potent E will be going on sale here shortly later on today. Be sure to check out the vitamin C powder still on sale for a few more days. If you need anything at all, give us a call. We're here to help you out the best we possibly can and give you the best advice that we possibly can within reason. And again, that's why we try to maintain the highest quality supplements that we can physically produce. Thank you. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.